Well, I guess we're live. What's up, everybody? I'm Dustin Coiner from Talking Motorbikes here in SoCal. I run the Track Days program as well. And I'm on with a different character tonight, man. Like, I'm on with this dude that kind of owns this big team out of a dealership in Florida. And I, I ran into him at Texas. And uh, what's up, Alex? How you doing? <laughs> so what's, what's, the name of, what's the name of your program? Top Pro Motorsports. Top Pro Motorsports. Top Pro Racing Team for this year. Top Pro Racing Team for this year. Okay. So what's the, what's the deal with Top Pro? Like, I, I mean, dude, I'll be straight with you, man. Gil Ramos and I were walking around the paddock and, um, at Coda, and we kept walking past your, your rig and your whole setup and your paddock presence, and we're like, who the fuck are these guys? Where'd they come from? And we're like, oh, it must be like a, one of those rich CMRA guys, like whatever. Had no idea that you, were, you guys have uh, much bigger aspirations. Yeah, definitely. We're a small dealership in Florida, South Florida. Um, you know, we've been for some time. And uh, last year we bought a 18-wheeler, the biggest 18-wheeler in Moto America. Um, they put us in every corner because it's too big. And <laughs> just kind of went racing. So you bought a, how, did, how the hell did you end up with the biggest 18-wheeler? Or did you, like, order that? You're like, you know what? No. I want the biggest one. It, it's a Lamborghini, an ex-Lamborghini. I think they did a GT Fanatics Cup or something like that. Okay. And, uh, they raced three Lambos out of there. So, uh, you know, it's got a huge canopy. It's 56 feet. Um, the canopy is 40 feet out, which is too big for Moto America's rules. Oh, they want to show. We gave them a show, and I guess it's too big. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're like, pump the brakes, dude. <laughs> uh, I thought that's what they wanted, but I guess not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. are you? Uh, I mean, are you gonna continue with that? Are you gonna alter the canopy or whatever you're doing for that? Or we're waiting to see what they're gonna tell us, but I think uh, we gotta make it a little <clears> shorter. I think they want us to make it a little shorter so they can put us in with you know the, the bigger teams. But we'll see what they say. They they wanted okay. big. We brought big, and I guess it's too big. So, I didn't. I didn't know there was like. I, I thought that what what the main teams had was the big thing. You know, I didn't know there was like bigger. <laughs> yeah, they have fifty three foot trucks, fifty six foot trucks, um, and then obviously the canopy. Some guys have twenty foot canopies, twenty five foot canopies. We have four. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, and so like your pit spot on the wall, down on pit lane, all that shit. Your canopies are even too big for the wall. Uh, well, it's we have a bunch of guys, so usually we'll go with three or four, you know, two guys in stock one thousand, a couple of twins of guys, a six hundred guys. So we get a couple more spots, but they put us always down towards the end. Um, mm. Hopefully this year we're gonna race some superbike stuff, so hopefully they'll put us closer to the bigger teams, so we can get some TV time or something. Well, that that would help with the sponsors and the stuff, right? For sure, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> so when you originally hit me up, you were like, yeah, man, you know, I'd like to be on the show. And I was like, I'd have you on, no problem. And you're like, yeah, I got some good riders for next year. We're going to Superbike. So this year you, you raced, it was you racing, right? Yeah. I okay. I did all the stock 1000 in the last couple of Superbike races. Um, but next year we're gonna do we're gonna have two super bikes, uh, two stock 1000s, uh, super sport, a twin, and a 400. You're already rolling up the sleeves, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we we have we have big plans. So we'll see if uh, we'll see how it goes. So are you still gonna plan on gritting up, or are you gonna be running the thing? I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride the super bike. I'm gonna ride one of the super bikes. So you're going to run the thing and ride the superbike? We have people that are going to run the team. You know, we okay. Chiefs and, yeah, there's going to be okay. somebody that's taking care of everything and making sure that everything is perfect. And, yeah, right on. I'm going to try to kind of sneak out, but not sneak out. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. So, all right. So you had those, I guess, the Alpha bikes or whatever they are, right? Yeah, we have two stock 1000s built by Alpha. Okay. So... This coming year, you're um, continuing with the Alpha program, but you're going to race Superbike. So what are you racing in those other classes? Because I don't think BMW makes a 600. 
No, we bought uh, one of the M4 Suzuki's. That okay. We're gonna run in the 600 class. Um, we're gonna have uh, the Aprilias for the twin, and a uh, Ninja 400 for the Junior Cup. Okay. So, of those bikes, you sell the BMWs at the shop, or? Yeah, we um we build them. We sell straight Alpha bikes. We can build you something very similar. We can build you a track day bike, a street bike, whatever you want. We can pretty much take care of at the shop. Um, I have we bring them in straight from Alpha as stock 1000s, and the new ones, the old ones. So we got them all. So is Top Pro like a dealership or is it an independent race shop or what? What is it? It's a small dealership. Uh, we mostly do a lot of used bikes. I'm working oh. on trying to get some OEM stuff, but um, it's just a small okay. shop, a small dealership. We do service. We sell parts, uh, okay. track days. You know, we take customers to the track, arrive and rides, a little bit of everything. Arrive and ride. So, like, dudes yeah. can fly in, and you're like, yeah, the track day is at Roebling. And uh, your favorite in. place, right? My favorite place, yep. <laughs> yeah they fly in i got bikes for rent i got bikes they jump on and you just show up and go if you need a suit i got suits you need a helmet i have helmets just show up and ride and go home really yeah. so you have like a fleet of helmets and rental bikes that's awesome man from 1000s to 400s that dude that's that's epic man like i know there's a guy out here Similar kind of program, uh, maybe not in superbike level, but uh, Jared, you know, you know Jared, right? Yeah, yeah I know yeah. yeah uh, Motorsport Exotica, those guys, like mm -hmm. they're uh, they're doing some stuff too, man. So same kind of program. I don't really think they sell bikes per se, but I know that they build a bunch of them. That dude's been we cranking out those fucking Beamers left and right, dude. They're popular right now. I mean, we have financing if you can't buy it cash. Do you have financing? I have financing. If you want to pay little by little, we can do we could do anything you want. You know what? That sounds like a genius financial decision. Financing a race bike. <laughs> a race bike, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep, a very expensive race bike. You can finance it. Whatever you want, we can make it happen. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Hey, we're in Florida. It's, anything happens here. Dude, I've seen some. I've seen some shit. Like I've seen some YouTube videos of people building weird cars and stuff on there, you know, and and driving it around. Like, man, you do that out here. I don't know, man. Like they might they might put your stuff on a flatbed, take it home, right? Yeah, here you see here you see all. It's a wild wild west out there. Uh, there's guys that want the best of the best to put in their penthouse, and there's guys that actually want to ride it. There's guys that want race bikes for the street. There's guys that it's here. You have everything. So you're building legit bikes that sit in a dude's penthouse living room. Really? More than you can imagine. That's awesome. Celebrities, <laughs> rappers that want bikes with their face on them and sit in a warehouse and rot. Yeah, we everything. Sit in a warehouse and rot. Mm -hmm. That sucks, but hey, it's their money, right? It's their money, and that's they they like to do that stuff. So we'll do it. No, no problem. And and um, how long have you been riding? Um, I all my life. My dad rode, and I I all I remember is motorcycles. Yeah, because I, I, we were talking earlier, and you said you spent a lot of time out here at that Fontana track. When I worked, I worked for MV. When I worked at the dealership, we spent some time over there in California with the MV Agusta stuff, and uh, I spent uh -oh. some time over there. Right on. Yeah, I guess they finally. I guess they finally dug that place up. Yeah, I didn't know that sucks. It's kind sad. of a sad deal, you know. They're not gonna race NASCAR there anymore. I think they're gonna put like one of them short tracks, you know. No way. So they dug up the super speedway, and they're gonna put like you know. They took the big one and made it small. Wow. So, that's, yeah. And that place was like, big. Dude, it was, well, this fucking NASCAR Super Speedway, bro. Was, <laughs> you know? Wow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I never really got along with the place on a motorbike. I was, I was like, whatever, you know? Like, I, I, always, I always thought of it like a racing in a parking lot. <laughs> you know it's like an autocross track with like a banking 
Yeah. You know, like weird. Yeah, the infield was weird. Very yeah, weird. the infield was weird, and that temporary curving shit was weird. Like, uh, truthfully, I don't miss it, but at the same time, you know, a lot of people liked it, and, um, you know, they, I think a lot of people liked it because they could get home by 6, you know? Track day's over at 5, they load their shit up, and they're already home at 6. But you guys have a lot of tracks out there. Yeah, we're spoiled we bitches do, out here, man. <laughs> right? Guys, every, couple, every couple of miles, you guys got a track. Yeah, yeah, there I mean, you know, let's let's just say within 8 hours, right? Within 8 hours you got Thunderhill, Sonoma, which is getting a repave, I guess. I hear. Okay. Dude, I hear Sonoma's getting a repave, like right? Very nice. And then uh we got Buttonwillow. Hopefully a second track at Buttonwillow at some point. I have no idea when that's going to happen. Uh we've got Chuckwalla and then now that track Podium Club, you know? Out in Arizona, we get and, oh yeah, and Vegas and and uh, Pahrump. But you guys have a lot of those private tracks there, or not really? Um, I mean, the ones in Arizona, there's some of those. I mean, um, Podium Clubs with private rental track, but there's been some racing on it. You know, CRA race there, and then um, the, the track at uh, just outside of Tucson. The one that uh, Yamaha School does, that track's pretty cool, too. But uh, it's a private track. There's two of them down here, but they don't allow They don't want nothing to do with bikes, nothing. You can't even yeah. load a bike onto the track because they, they don't allow it. Yeah. There's a track similar to that in uh, Palm Springs area. I mean, I, I've, heard, uh, I've, I've heard about people bringing bikes out there, but it's not like a public thing. And I've flown over that track, and I'm like, yeah, there's, like, a lot of walls there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. so you got a lot of tracks, too. I mean, I know Stefano was talking about racing fucking everywhere. You know, you guys have all kinds of little tracks within reason. We have Homestead, which uh, is the more popular one. We had mm -hmm. Palm Beach. They uh, sold it to Walmart, supposedly. So What? Yeah, Walmart was going to buy it to build a warehouse facility, and it never sold, and it's just sitting there rotting away. Um, those are two of the closest tracks. Then you have Jennings, which is from where I'm at, five hours, and then Daytona, but Daytona's only twice a year. Yeah. So we have a lot of little go-kart tracks where you can ride Supermoto. There's one four hours from here. There's one from three, three hours <laughs> away from here, a couple more up north, and then, you know, once you get out of Florida, there's a lot of tracks pretty close. Yeah, Atlanta... Getting Rogling. out of Florida is long. Uh, if you live in well, South Florida, yeah. it's a five-hour drive, a boring five-hour drive. A five-hour drive to get out of Florida? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's still less time than it takes to get out of California. <laughs> uh, California's big. Unless, unless you start in San Diego. You know, start San Diego's even farther, you know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's they closed the one track that we had here that we you know we went to a lot. They closed it down for the Walmart thing. It was it wasn't the best track in the world, but it was a lot of fun and it was home track. It was you know you can ride. wasn't a, It wasn't a lot of money to rent, um, and it was a nice track. But they closed it down. Walmart wants to buy it or wanted to buy it, and then we just have a lot of private stuff. But they want nothing to do with with motorcycles. So I guess you're gonna. What you're saying is that you need to get those dudes to like build one. That that would be that would be nice. There's been a lot of talk, but you know, they talk and talk. They say this, they say that, and when they figure out, dude, we've been waiting on the second turn, track of Buttonwillow for three years, bro. Like, <laughs> then once the guys that say they want to build it and they want to spend all this money, and then they see that there's no return, like you'll never see that money back until you yeah. wait 50 years, and it's like, there's got to be someone yeah. who's really enthused about it and wants to get on the track every day or wants to be a part of something, then. Yeah. I mean, you kind of see that, right? I mean, there's a lot of tracks out here and they're all in, in the middle of fucking nowhere, you know, and it takes so much money to do it. And, and then the ridership, you know, cause I, I'm an organizer as well, but man, the ridership kind of thinks that these track owners are just breaking in cash. And I'm like, bro, I don't think so. Motorsports, in motorsports huh? you spend, and motorsports you spend a lot of money. You don't bring a lot in. Right? <laughs> yeah. You, 
to make a million dollars, you got to start with like ten, right? Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So what what uh, what gave you the, the racing bug? You know, you you've been riding your whole life. Like, what where where in your riding life did you make that transition? You're like, fuck, I'm gonna race. Uh, I rode street bikes a lot, and I got into too much trouble, and wheelies, and cops, and this and that. And one day, uh, a guy I work with said, "Hey, come do a track day." Oh, of course, I'm young and I'm stupid. Yeah, I'll go there. Easy piece of cake. We go there and smoke everybody. <laughs> yup, and it was not the case at all. And uh, I got the bug. My dad, you know, they raced in Colombia cars, and I've always been in the cars. I did go karts and this and that, and. I got the bug, and ever since I did that, that was it. I, I, I went into the black hole of never getting out. And here, here I am. Yeah, I, I recognize that black hole, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I live in that black hole, too, man. Yeah, I opened up a dealership. I worked for every dealership you can imagine and spent many years, you know, helping dealerships grow and this and that, and I finally just... Had a friend push me to open a dealership, and thankfully it's been going good so far. And here we are with the Moto America team. <laughs> yeah. The look on your face says it's like uh, the picture's worth a thousand words, right? Because yeah. you have that like thousand yard stare, because you know, like. It only okay. keeps going and it hurts. Yeah. It yeah. Hurts and it only keeps on going, but we like it, so we'll yeah. see what we can do this year. Right on, right on. So, uh, did you did some club club level stuff first? Yeah, I've done a lot of club level stuff. Um, you know, we did CCS when CCS was popular here, and then kind of died away. And then uh, a lot of the Pan Am. I don't know if you're familiar with Pan Am Superbikes. It's an organization yeah. in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I did a lot with them. Um, I actually won the whole championship. I think two years ago, a year ago, something like that. You you won the Pan Am thing, the one plate yeah, for the, the oh the that's cool. One plate a couple of years ago, um, and yeah, I just I did a lot of club stuff here. And a couple of years ago, I d decided to try a Moto America event. I did pretty well. I've done the two hundred four or five times, and this last year we did the whole season in twins, and I did a lot of the stock one thousand stuff. Okay. And then now the next year we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go <laughs> do the whole entire year. From the first race to the last race, dude. That you got a you got a lot of bikes, man. So, you know, between the super sport and all the spares for that, and the twins and the four hundred and the stock thousands, like, how many semis do you need? Like, uh, we're gonna take two trailers. We're gonna have one semi <laughs> and then a smaller trailer. Um, but you know, the big semi is gonna be for the super bikes, the stock one thousand and the six hundred, and then the smaller trailer will run. The twin and the um, the four hundred program probably out of it just wow. makes life easier for us. Well, you know what? Like talking to a, a private team like yourself, um, you you might be able to share some insight with other other individuals that are planning on doing something similar, right? Like stepping up. So, like on the level, like what what advice would you give a like a like a Jared type of shop? Like say another shop similar to that wants to go nationals. What advice would you give them in order to accomplish their goal? Say if they're doing one bike. Just be smart and just know that you need every part on the bike so you don't show up and not have everything. And just, you know, it's it's hard because so many things. We, the first year, we, everything went bad for us. We spent so much money on spares and this and that. And the second year, it was pretty easy. Um, but we had a lot more bikes, so the right team will definitely help you with all that. Um, and it costs money, right? But, you know, having the right guys around you would definitely change everything. And for us, that this year was that, making sure that everything was perfect on the bike side and the team side. For me, the, with, you know, without the right guys, it's not, it's impossible. You yeah. You can't do everything. The team is the most important thing. The team is more important than the rider. Um, cause you know, most wow. of these guys are good and they're fast and, but you know, Hey, break over there. Okay. You break over there, turn the bike here, turn the bike, but without the right team, you're not going to do anything. So if it's just you and a couple of your friends that don't know much about mechanics, right. you're just gonna, you're going to run into a wall and you're going to be stressed out. And you know, when you start to get stressed, you don't want to do it anymore. 
if you got yeah. the right team and the right guys, you'll be you'll you'll do good. So the fanciness of the trailer and all that's secondary. The important thing is I, what I'm getting from you is number one, you got to have spares of basically everything, right? Like, are there are, is there something uh, in the program that you need more than one or two spares of? Everything from clutches <laughs> to clutch levers to spools engines to, uh, everything every just everything you know we we've had the craziest of things go wrong where you never would expect it mm-hmm. but it's just that's that's for us it's a big thing is making sure that we have one or two of every single thing from handlebar buttons to switches for on and off from to rain lights we had problems with rain lights yeah you, know, you go to moto america oh your rain light doesn't work Okay, you're like, scrambling the fire. What, what do you mean? You're like rigging up something from Home Depot with the LED and yep. a and a and a double A battery. <laughs> yep, you know, it's not just body work; it's little things like that. Yeah. So uh, I noticed your paint scheme this year was like basically red. You know. So uh, is that for simplicity purposes, or is that like to match the the rig? Like, you gonna this do shop. something crazy this year? Yeah, the shop. A lot of it is red. Um, okay. Logos red, so we kind of just always it stands out. Um, so yeah. So red kind of was our color, but uh, this year we're gonna change it up a lot. We're gonna have a lot of a, a lot of white, and we're gonna try to incorporate some of the BMW colors, and then we're gonna have something else that just really stands out. In a couple All of right. weeks, you guys will Dude, see. Dude, you. I mean, you're in Miami, bro. You gotta go like neon pink. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you gotta do, hey, Miami Vice, bro. Like you said on the phone the other day, right? Like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna do something pretty crazy. I don't know about the pink, but uh, it's definitely gonna stand out. You'll see it so, so far. I've got a comment here. There, there's a bunch of people saying hi to you, uh, Marco Cardona, uh, Joseph Hernandez, uh, Daniela Arango. Um, <laughs> And then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting some Spanish too, like activo, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the, the two outsiders, the Campianza. I don't know who that is. Um, and then, uh, Stuart Gunter says, what brand of bike and who's on the shopping list? <laughs> it's going to be Scott Redding, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll Lord see. Bass? No. I don't know. We'll see. In the next couple of weeks, it'll all come out. Yeah, you. I mean, obviously, you've got your riders signed and everything. You just can't say anything till, till, what BMW's got to sign off on it or something. A little bit of everything. We want to do something big and we want to do something that Moto America hasn't seen. So we oh. definitely want to. We want to shock everything with what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a pretty. You're gonna shock video. everything. All right. Yeah, we're, we're gonna shock and we're we're gonna surprise people with what we what we're doing. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll surprise people. You're so coy, man. So basically what you're saying is you're taking over for the Titlers team. No, no, no. We're going to do our own thing. We don't want <laughs> That's the rumor I'm starting, right? Uh, we're starting from zero. No, I hear you, man. I hear zero, you. That's awesome. And yeah, we, we, we have a different idea of what we want to do. I race and I own the team, so it's kind of like, you know, I, I want I want to win. Um, I know we're going to go against a lot of heavy hitters, but um, if we do things yeah. right, we we are not we're not afraid that. You know what, man? Preparation is key. You know, I mean, you saw you saw last year. Titlers came out swinging, you know, Camp OBA definitely was a big part of that. And obviously PJ as well. Um, and both of those guys, they we're on the box repeatedly and, you know, won races and, you know, if you got a rider at that, of that caliber and a team, like you said, that, I mean, it's not just the rider and the bikes and the, and it's not just the, the parts, like you said, it's the team, right? You know, you, you're, um, I think I told you on the phone, like you're to race at that level and try to win. You get, you just got to take a, a, a look at what Richard's done with the attack program and i mean those guys are a machine like richard's a genius richard you know you see him every weekend and how he has his stuff done and how he preps for everything and but it's not just him right i mean he's got the crew right he's got you know he's got 
one crew for each writer, and each crew is awesome. You know, and, and they all, all yeah. I mean, dude, I've like I'm just their social media guy or whatever, right? And I walk around the paddock and I see what they're doing. I watch the boys working, and Richard doesn't really do a lot of directing. Like they roll up, they start unloading the semi. They know where everything goes. They know where everything is supposed to be. They have all their spares in the rig, you know. Sometimes Richard will be like, hey, man, I need this, this. I need to see that. I need to get the borescope out and look at this, that, and the other. And they do it immediately. Boom. Or it's like, um, you know, the data guy will, the data guy and the crew chiefs will talk. You know, Richard and uh, Corndog will talk. And then next thing you know, both bikes get a change, you know. Yeah. So having two guys kind of, yeah, having two riders kind of um, comparing data on the same level of motorcycle, it's probably helpful, you know? No, we're, we, we, we want to do it right because, you know, we, you see everything that happens and you see how teams come in and come out. We don't want to be the team that's here for a year or two. We want to, you know, we want to be able to do this for a while. Um, but if we do it right, I think we'll be able to keep going. Yeah, uh, Stuart Gunter. I think he's the dude that's from Australia, but he says, put me on it. I'm like, bro, I'm old and <laughs> not talented. You yeah, see the I've gray, getting, right? Like, no, I, dude. I've been getting a lot of that. Hey, put me on the bike, put me on the bike. Yeah. I wish it was that easy, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, <clears throat> this, this is this show. So hey, there's a guy that there's, I'll, I'll, I'll call him out. Love him to death. Good dude. He's an air traffic controller. And um, his name's Ty Bankford, and every show I do with Richard, at least every show, sometime during the show, he comments like, "Hey, Richard, is it time I get the ride yet?" You know, so <laughs> you're gonna have to get used to that, bro. Like you're, like you said, you're you're going superbike racing. You should be, you know, you you should be expecting that. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's 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 cool to know that people want to ride the bikes too, and people are into the sport like like that. Which you know, hopefully, it keeps going and grows more. It's it, I think every year it's growing more and more. And it seems like can, it. Yeah, we can grow more because it's good for for the riders, for the teams, for the sponsors, for a yeah, bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, Moto America is that that um, what they've done with the with the Live Plus app has been pretty great. You know, some people seem to have trouble with it sometimes. Shit, I've had trouble with it sometimes. But yeah, me too. Yeah, but they've man, they've got a massive amount of viewers from that. But then also posting the races on YouTube has definitely helped. It, it had to have, yeah, right? And at the shop, I play YouTube all day, and it's the races. Yeah. Um, and the customers walk in and they're staring at the TV, and then oh, that's you guys. Yeah, that's us. And, uh, yeah, you're there. like, yeah, no shit. That's that bike right there. Like you probably have it sitting in there in the lobby, right? Yeah, they're all in there. Of course you do. The shop. Okay. So do you have like autograph sessions at the at the shop, bro? No, no, it's not. It's not that. No, it's not that crazy. I mean, yeah, you're a pro racer, there. dude. Like, yeah, my mom wants my signature. That's it. Yeah, the bill collectors, right? Like that. Yeah, you, you just gotta sign in. the check. That's it. That's. That's all they want. No, it's it. They come in, they see it, and it's cool. And you know, have people that come in and take pictures of it, and it's just cool to see a bike that you see on TV. I guess, right? Um, yeah. Not so much the riders, the bikes. The bikes are cool, and you know, we'll have kids walk in and they'll see it, and you know, we'll hand them a T-shirt or a hat. We want more people to like it because it's it helps all of us. Yeah. So going back to what I was saying before, like, uh, you know, advice for private teams like yourself um, trying to take a stab at this. So. Just to recap, like you said, something about uh, making sure you have spares of everything and then probably spares of the spares, right? Having a good crew. So how do you how do you track down the quote-unquote mythical good crew, the That's great the crew? Part. That's the hard part. You know, you just got to – the guys that I have are, have been friends with me for a while, and, you know, they're beyond amazing, um, like family to me. And the, those guys, you know, they – they're, they've been with me from the beginning, and they might not be the best mechanics in the world, but they've learned so much over the years. And I think, you know, we yeah we get guys that we know are good, and we mold them to us, and it kind of just, it's worked very well. This year is going to be hard because it's a lot of new guys. Yeah. But, um, you know, 
I don't want I don't want who says they're the best. I want to be able to see that these guys know what they're talking about. I'm a mechanic right. too, so I can see. You know, if you see a guy hammering something with a you know with a hammer and a screwdriver, you obviously know that he may not be the best. You you want you got a guy making a shock uh, a shock uh, preload adjustment with a hammer and a screwdriver. You're like, hmm. Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, so the, he know, busts we, out we, the zip tie, and then you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> we have data. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, it's just stuff like that has been hard for us to find crew chiefs, but we've got a couple of guys, and a lot of people in this industry promise a lot, and you work with them, and they don't deliver, but... Yeah, so, okay, so that's the next lesson, is to be mindful of the empty promises. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is with our fucking sport, man, but we're, our sport's so full of empty promises, people, right? And it's it's a small sport, so, you know, yeah. one person burns one person, and it just keeps trickling down from there. Yeah, totally. And then also, um, everybody kind of knows this, right? I mean, what's for the expense side of things? For a stock thousand, let, let me let, I'm just I'm drilling it down, bro. I'm drilling If one writer, okay? Stock thousand. What's the biz- biggest expense of your season? Is it the bike and all the shit that goes with the bike and the spares, or is it getting the guys to the races and hotels and food and shit? Like what? I mean, travel. It, it's like anything. When you first buy something, it's expensive, right? You buy the bike and you gotta build it. Yeah, it's expensive, but you know you can you can start off on a on a cheaper bike or a used bike or you know that's it's not that's not that bad. But yeah, right. the flights and the rental cars and the hotels. If you wait to last minute, everything is four times the price. Um, yeah, you know, it, the the logistics part of it is expensive, and especially for us with the trailer, it's uh, yeah. The amount of money you spend on all that is insane, insane. Yeah. Um, the racing is not that much money. The, the, the entry fees are very small. If you do the whole season, right. it's even cheaper and you get, you know, passes for the crew and this and that. Um, yeah. Tires are expensive, but that's, you know, that's an obvious, but yeah. The, the nature the, of the beast. Yeah. The, the fuel is not bad. Um, the fuel is bad, but the price of the yeah, fuel, the fuel is, is pretty shit, but it's not expensive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, but okay. The whole the flights, the hotels, food, you know, next thing you know, you're spending hundreds of dollars on food. Yeah. So, okay. So we're talking about this hypothetical program, right? So not the semi, you didn't always have a semi, right? We got in the beginning of this year. Yeah. So, you know, you got your pickup and you got a trailer behind it, right? Probably a fifth wheel maybe, or a bumper tow, right? So you got to account for flats and stuff. But one one bike, one rider, you know, probably a how how big of a crew do you think a one rider stock thousand team needs? I did it two years ago with three guys. It was three okay, and my dad, Joseph, and another buddy. It was the three of us. We'd go, the three of us in my small trailer, my truck, and the bike, barely and any so, spares. So what does that program cost you? you think for the whole for the, like the five round stock thousand you're probably gonna spend forty thousand dollars just in right. that not counting the bike and the rig and the fuel and all that between you'll spend you'll easily spend 40 grand on top of all your other stuff well let's just say the the, the season with tires and fuel and getting there in hotels like, i'm and, saying like all in butts to nuts I mean, if you have the bike, you'll spend forty grand. If not, you know, you you spend. I don't know how much a bike. The, what, right. You know, so if you're the guy, like, uh, like uh, I'll give you for instance, like Anthony Norton, like that dude, you know, if he decided to like go racing the nationals with the bike that he currently had, you're estimating it would, uh, not counting the bike because he already had it, he would spend probably forty to do the stock thousand. Yeah, and it just depends on how far the rounds are too. It's just it, that yeah. that number gives you a little bit of a of a cushion here or there, right? Okay. If it rains, you don't spend as much money on tires. Um, okay. You know, some it 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 just that's kind of where we spent one year doing a couple of rounds. Wow. Yeah, so wow. It's a lot of money. Yeah, people are saying, um, Alan, wow, Alan Rodriguez, a lot of comments, bro. 
Um, you could just write one sentence. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, he's saying that we need good support and, uh, and be responsible to the racing. Um, I think that's kind of leading what you were saying before, right? Like you're agreeing with what you were saying before. Like you're going to be smart with the choices that you make and the money that you spend, right? And sponsors come in and they give you big money. Okay, cool. Don't spend it all on one shot because it's you spend it all on one shot, you don't make the rest of the year, and that's it. You know, false right. promises. Right. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you thirty grand up front, and then we'll pay you the rest as the season goes, and then the season goes, and the rest of the money never comes. Mm -hmm. And you've already spent, you've already blown the wad, right? How often does that happen in this sport? It seems like a lot. Mm -hmm. And then that first weekend, you have a shitty weekend, and you crash, and you're this, and you're that, and you're scrambling to buy parts from this team and this guy because you need the part once to sell a double. It's just how it works. Yeah, uh, uh, Stuart Gunther says, you spend everything you have. That's the budget. <laughs> the Dude, do you, you guys all saw that, right? Like. He like took this huge sigh, deep breath thing, because he <laughs> fucking knows it's the truth. Yeah, it's, it's, oh it's man, very expensive. And when you want to do this huge thing, it's you know the first couple of years hurt, because obviously it's a whole lot of money. But when you do things right, man, it's, it pays off. And you know, hopefully that we can get this done. We have a lot of guys that are you know gonna help us out and back us, and we hope to uh, do things right and 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 not run into these issues. So, you know, you running all these different brands and makes and models of motorcycle, like, you know, the, that BMW is not having any problem with that, with your, with your effort? Uh, well, no, because it's, it's, we're going to run the stock 1000 and the Superbike kind of one program, right? Um, the other thing is still under the shop, but it's a separate part of it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's 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 no problem because we you know we we're trying to we're trying to be the biggest. Uh, we I want to hear top pro every race. Well, dude, I don't know how you would have a issue with that happening when you're in every race. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we're we're getting a bunch of good guys, and we're gonna you know we want to be we want to be the annoying. The annoying voice, top pro, top pro, top pro, top pro. Okay, okay. Have you uh, made friends with Greg White yet? No. Because he's, you know, like the guy that announces the races, yeah, you know. That's, that's a, that's he's a the guy, idea. he's the dude with the mic in his hand all the time, so like, you know. I know who he is, I'm going to have the... Yeah. You should probably him invite him out. Dude, you know what, it would help. Now I'm gonna, I'm so talking shit right now, but like I've actually seen it. But like, dude, invite him out to ride it. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, dude, invite Dream G Dubs out to ride your pile at whatever summit or whatever it is. <laughs> Let's see, not not a bad idea. Yeah, dude. I mean, I saw like uh, when we did uh, when the when the team tested at Brainerd a couple of years ago, you know. Um, widely known story that um, I really wanted to ride the superbike. You know, really wanted to ride the superbike. <laughs> and uh, GW was there to ride uh, the Westby bike, but I guess um, Skoltsy had wadded one up, and they were kind of like running low in the spares department for that weekend. And Richard was like, "Well, why don't you just ride ours?" And I'm like. Wow. Like I had this look on my face like he just kicked my dog, right? <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, Greg went out and rode the superbike, and it was cool, you know? That's not a bad idea. We're going to have to get a hold of Greg and uh, see yeah, if dude. him out to Florida. Oh, uh, yeah, somebody's saying that tell Greg that you like bows and arrows. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Greg, I like bows and arrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, that guy's like, I, apparently, he's like a legit you know, bow and arrow guy, like archery guy. Yeah. I, that's a special kind of isolation to be able to focus on that, you know, yeah. uh, good for him though. Find something, you know, mine is cycling, you know, the isolation you of the, of you miles, know, the, right? what 
you do a lot of miles on a bicycle, right? I've done I've done a lot of miles this year. Yeah, like a lot. Like, yeah, like I uh, I think I'm a thousand like a thousand miles shy of seven uh, thousand miles this year. What? And I'm work. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to make seven thousand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Some people don't put that on their cars in a year. Yeah, dude. Well, it's um, it's something, you know, catching the outdoors, you know, taking in the scenery. Oh, the shit, you're probably in a massive amount of good shape. Well, uh, riding that thing shape. <laughs> <laughs> not riding a not riding a motorcycle shape right now. It's been a minute. Um, you know, truthfully, like I haven't ridden a motorbike much in the last. I think I rode once. I rode my R1, like the race bike, one time uh, since July. Yeah, but you guys got track days every weekend too, right? Yeah, I mean, I have a fleet of school bikes, but like riding my bike proper, you know. But I took a couple months off, you know, because I, I did that San Francisco to L.A. thing, so. On the, wow, that's wild. Yeah, it was a good time, man. I'm doing it again. You should come. Yeah, away from me. I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I'll see you at dinner, right? Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. see you there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Mark Knudsen says to tell Greg that you have a flat tracker background, even if you don't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, wow. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> like, I, like, okay, I'm going to share some, some stuff with the audience here. Like, we have some rules on this show, man. You got to be honest. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if he says that he's, you know, that's bullshit. He's not. He if, are you. Do you have a dirt track background? Have you ever done it? Dirt track? No. We, no. we were I was training with one of these guys. We put flat track tires, but we were doing on the dirt bikes like with dirt and corners and jumps, but not mm. not flat track, flat track. It'd be badass, but mm -mm. never seen one. Yeah, I mean it. Looks like a lot of fun. Those guys are lunatics, man. There's no front brake. You know, JD was telling me he's like, "Yeah, we go about 130 mile an hour or whatever," and I'm like, "With no front brake," and then they just huck the thing sideways. I, I mean, that that's a like they those dirt tracker guys kind of make us all look like pussies, honestly. Yeah, those guys are badass for sure. For you sure, know, for sure. And they're banging off each other. And yeah, dude, you don't have a front brake. You know, what if you get too close? Then. You need to get too close, man. Yeah. <laughs> They're dragging that metal foot on the ground. That's badass. It's super cool. Yeah. That's a special kind of Superman, you know? All right. So you've, you've talked about the expense of the thing. Um, what about, what's your favorite track on the circuit right now? Like you as a rider? Laguna. Laguna of course. Was, I, was, I, was, I was banking on it was going to be either Laguna or Road America. I like the Ridge a lot. You like the ridge. the ridge? Yeah, the ridge was a lot of fun. Uh, but Laguna is just, Laguna's Laguna. It doesn't matter <laughs> if it wasn't repaved or if it rained. It's just Laguna's Laguna. It's yeah. just stand there. And I've never been there um, riding. Okay. The stand at the corkscrew was just, I wanted to cry. Like, oh, my God, you know, Valentino Rossi passed here. To see the Nikki thing is just beyond insane. To be there was yeah. nuts. And then Coda was, Coda's super cool. It's just. It was way too hot. The track's really technical. Dude, it was really hot. Yeah, it was it was bad. And you all were outside. You guys weren't in a garage. You guys I were outside. I think you're probably better off that way. I don't know about that. Hot. I don't know. Our garage was air conditioned, so. But it's still. We had these huge fans that spit like water. And it oh was yeah, yeah. Okay. Too hot. Yeah, we rented yeah. these two huge fans, ginormous fans. And it was just, it was bad. My hands were burning. I would go down the straightaway. My fingertips are burning. My, my feet were burnt. It was bad. I passed out race one. What? Yeah, after the race. Like, I like immediately out. after? I guess. I don't know. I passed out. I know that I got back to the, to, the, to the truck and I was in the truck. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's not something we want to see, man. You know? And I'm from Florida where it's hot all the time, but I got sick that weekend too, but it's, it was hot, very hot. Yeah, man. So, 
what about the ridge is it that you liked? You know? The up and downs, the weird corners. The lum- I call it Lombard here. Street, you know? It's like uh, in sa- that street in San Francisco. It's like yeah, exactly like Lombard Street, except without the houses and planter boxes. And a big bump in the middle. Well, it, like I said, well, that was probably a bum, right? Yeah. <laughs> San Francisco. Well, yeah, not right now, but... It's a weird track, but it was cool. It was, you know, it was super technical. The ups and downs is really cool you know, to be able to do that. So, um, Jared Fixler, um, oddly enough, we just talked about him, right? Um, Jared's asking you if you got any plans on running a stock thousand rider. We got besides one more. yourself. Uh, we, we got one more. We have one more bike that we're trying to think of uh, what to do with, kind of thing. Um, we have one rider that's going to do the whole season of the Stock 1000, and then we got one more bike that we're going to figure out what we do with. If we put somebody on it, or um, we'll see. Well, right we're on. Working on that. Tell so you're going to put Ezra on it? We can talk. Let's see. I don't know. Options okay. are available. Okay. Okay. Like, I wonder who Jared's thinking. And then uh, Gooch? Like G U U C H H says that Alex needs to stop playing around with them candles he be eating. Candles? Oh. You're eating candles? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he probably means candy. Yeah, well, you know. Okay. I think I know who that is. Yeah, okay, the candies you're eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I. They call me Wonka all my life because I eat a lot of candy. You do? Uh, oh, yeah, a lot. What's your, what's your go-to? Anything. Anything with sugar in it. You're a sugar junkie. Gummy bears, gummy worms, it doesn't matter. Oh, my God. You're like my spirit animal right now. Uh, dude, but, <laughs> dude uh, I, if I, it I, wasn't for that thing, I would be like 300 fucking pounds right now. So now that I'm over 30, it catches up. So I had to slow down. Wait till you're over 40, bro. I got a couple of years left. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like hot tamales, you know, star mix. All of that. Yeah, All dude. Of it. It's the worst. It's the worst thing it's, ever. It doesn't matter. As long as it got sugar and it tastes good, that's all that matters. Yeah, dude. And then uh, let's see here. Yeah, Jared says he believes Ezra's available. So give him a, give him a call maybe. We'll see. Let's see. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. John Wrighty says Wyatt Ferris. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Reading and saying anything. Just not guaranteed it'll be right. I guess. Okay. Yeah. I'm (laughs) reading comments and I'm like, uh, what? There's a lot of, um, emojis. Like people are, Posting Christmas trees and shit, like, and bunny rabbits or whatever. I don't know. Trophies. <laughs> yeah, and then somebody's like, yeah, get Ezra. Dude, Ezra was this close. Right? Yeah, I think so. He got sick, right? Yeah, dude. The, the season, the, the, I guess the stock thousand season ender or whatever, like, he couldn't ride. Wow. You know, he was. That, what happened to that team? The Orange Cat team? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. You know, I, I I could throw out a bunch of rumors of, but I haven't talked to anybody over there. You know, I've heard they're going away. I've, you know, I have no idea. So. Yeah. Let's see. Maybe we'll we'll talk to Ezra. Let's see. Wow. Well, I mean, Never know. shit. <laughs> you don't you're like I don't know you're so coy dude like you're so why you gotta be so secretive hey man okay. so okay so let, so Scott gotta, Redding it is think. then huh maybe Valentino Rossi I don't know nah dude he's old Miguel Duhem I don't know somebody Miguel old, Duhem old. that's a pool right there dude hey we don't know alright so find out soon so you're um you you were talking about the your favorite track being Laguna, and then you said the ridge. So was it just the up and down and the going up and down the gearbox there too? 
it's just we don't have elevation here so when mm. you leave florida it's like anything with an elevation is is weird when we, you know the first time you go to barber and you go up the hill it's like wow a hill the only hill we have here is the garbage hill so garbage hill the, the, yeah the garbage the mound of the the garbage is the only hill we have <laughs> yeah, the only hill you have in florida is from the landfill literally oh man so to go to a track with ups and downs is pretty cool Right on, dude. Right on. Oh, somebody, uh, John Wrighty said another good name to contact maybe would be um, Andrew Lee. There's a bunch of good names. I've, I've talked to a few people, too, in the last couple of weeks. Um, there's a couple yeah? of things that we, yeah, we've been talking to some people. Um, it's just, we'll see what ends up happening, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of people. There, uh, Bella Rivera says, put SDK40 on that bike. Like isn't he Moto Two? Yeah. Yeah. That dude had some issues this year, man. Like that dude had swapped teams mid-season. Yeah, but that team that he was on was kind of shit. Like I'll I'll say it. I don't care. Yeah, I think they did him dirty. But who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to see him back in Moto America. Yeah, I think so. I think that would be cool. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Right. <laughs> we'll see, yeah. dude. I'm like uh, I'm like Ron Burgundy over here. Let's see, let's see if anybody else has any other suggestions for writers for you. Even though you've probably already signed one, <laughs> yeah, we got one ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you got one ready to go. You're just waiting on the press release, right? Yep, it'll be a it'll be a shock. It'll be pretty cool. Right on. So, what but other keep, kind of stuff? Keep saying names. The crazy. What, the what names other kind of stuff? What other kind of stuff are you planning on? You know, aside from you know the goals of overall success like what other stuff are you planning to sort of because you said you're coming out to shock people like what are you gonna have like spaghetti wrestling in your pit or something dude like <laughs> no <laughs> that'd be funny no we're gonna we we have a, a social media team as well okay so we plan to kind of also try to incorporate that um i have a really good friend who does a lot of movie stuff um, oh. So we want to do some movie style type of videos to get the average guy that doesn't know about motorcycle racing into motorcycle racing. Okay. Um, we're going to have something for kids. So the parents bring their kids. We're going to have something that, you know, to give kids and have the kids engage in Man. some racing stuff. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not all, it's not all about just the old guy that watches the races. It's about getting other people to like it too. Right. You never know that kid that, that you signed the poster for might be the next, you know the next cam the next uh jake it's it, it, there's yeah you, you yeah i mean i, I see like I, I see guys like jake and um other writers as well um they will get their trophies and their dunlop hat on the podium or whatever jake doesn't give a fuck dude he he gives his trophies away like jake all the time is, jake is one hell of a guy man he he you know he, he i had him come over to one of the kids at pittsburgh Right after he won the championship, you know, to talk to him for two seconds, and he no problem came over, talked to the kid for a minute. I mean, Jake is one hell of a person, man. He's a, a beyond badass rider and one a hell of a human being. Yeah. And that's good for the sport. You know, you don't want you don't want somebody that's cocky and thinks that they're the shit. You know, you, you race yeah. motorcycles, bro. You don't play soccer. And yeah. The the Matt Maladin era has ended a long time ago. And look at him. Right. Uh, posting angry shit on social media. Right. This, this this is motorcycle racing. It's not soccer. You know, these yeah. guys don't get paid millions of dollars. You don't. You're not a celebrity. You walk into a place and nobody knows who you are. It's, right. You know, be nice to these kids that do know who you are because you never yeah. know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, getting these kids excited. Company that wants. To Somebody said they're about to report point. me for that comment. Which comment? <laughs> the one about Maladin? <laughs> I don't know. But. Uh, yeah, like getting kids excited about racing seems to be the, the the path towards getting people excited about motorcycling and getting them to want get their parents convince their parents to buy them a motorcycle. You know, and that's you know to get kids off of this thing. You know, to get them off their phones and out on motorbikes. That's that's key. And if you're doing if you got something some kind of idea that will help drive that sort of thing, that's awesome. That that's not shocking. That's like high five, bro. 
And, yeah. and kids, if they say, hey, the, the race is coming to my state, my city, I want to go. Parents take them to the track and, you know, it's more people, more audience, more. Right. We're, we're seen by more people. And, you know, if you have a, a, a bigger crowd, then the news gets involved and the city gets involved. And then, you know, it's, it just starts to grow the sport. And that's what we need at the moment is for the sport to grow and become yeah. big. We don't, you know, you look at the races and nobody goes to them. Um, you know, now, some of them. Right, people go to uh, so, uh, some, some of the races, of them, but it should be like if you go to a NASCAR race, it's packed. You yeah. go to an Indy car race, which is kind of falling apart, it's still packed. Um, you go to a motocross race, and the amount of people that go to the motocross yeah, race, forget about the it. The amount right? of money those kids makes is it's a show, and and Moto America needs to make right. this a show again because that's how that's how sponsors want to get involved, and and they get excited, and they want to keep you know they want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, dude. That's, I I I commend you for that, dude. So that's that's one of your features, right? Yeah, uh, we have we have a lot of plans. You got a thing. You got a lot of shit up your sleeve. Okay, yeah, so you so you got a t-shirt gun. A good idea. <laughs> I might get one. <laughs> right. That was one of the things as a fan, like. Uh, when World Superbike would come to Laguna every year, Colin Edwards had a fucking t-shirt gun, and it was like the coolest thing ever. And that dude would, he would go out and fire that thing off, man, and it was like, boom, 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 you know? Like, it was yeah, legend. Would, would Moto America let us do that? Dude, I'm sure some conversations could be had. better to ask for forgiveness than for permission? You know what? Um, I'm going to go with that route. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, anything that helps promote the program, you know? So, yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, we, you know, I, I'm I'm Spanish, um, and some other writers that are with us are also, you know, Latin American, so we also plan to kind of try to bring a little bit more of the Latin American side to it. Um, uh, Robertino does the whole ESPN Latin thing. Okay. Um, we have a couple of good crew, crew chief and a couple of good mechanics that are from Latin America, so we want to also kind of get that whole thing going so that people in South America can see what Moto America is about. And now we have more audience in, you know, the Latin American side of it. So we're, right. we're going to go try that route too. Dude, every little bit helps, right? I mean, mm-hmm. man, if, you know, if there's money to be had, the writers will come, the talent will come, you know, but the only way to get the money is to get the butts in the seats kind of thing, right? To show that mm-hmm. we have eyes. Yeah. I mean, look at Seems the kids like. that make all the money on YouTube, you know, talking about a video game. Right. Uh, why why yeah. can't this grow? Why why can't this grow to be the same thing? If they do things right and they get the attention that's needed, then it can obviously. Something you know, something we've been working on forever, you know. They get like I, I do it on the grassroots. Make it happen. I'm a grassroots guy, you know. Like I've always been kind of a grassroots level guy that kind of builds people up and then kicks them out to pros you know and it's been that way forever and um you know i've been involved in running two race series out here in california and i was helping with with one earlier before that and um to to steal from your buddy stefano um i'm over government dude you know yeah i don't want to be involved in government anymore but dude i i think i'm gonna go and grid up somewhere next month just for fun, you know, like just um, stroll the R one out and race again, uh, you know, try to trying to chase fun again. There you go. And when you have fun, you go fast, right? Well, in theory, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the bike's pretty, man. So it needs to see the sun. Uh, well, you know, yeah, it's it's good from far, right? It's pretty from far. Well, well. a lot of race so, bikes are pretty from far. Don't worry. So uh, that Gunter guy, yeah, he, I was right. He was the dude from Australia. So he said uh, that he suggested looking at the Australian championships. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's some really good underfunded riders. Um, check out or maybe look up Cameron Swain. Cameron Swain. There's a couple guys in Canada. There's a couple guys over there that are pretty fast. We, we yeah, looked bet. into the Brazilian championship. The really? Championship, yeah. We've wow, dude, we've you, you're like, you're the like Italian championship, casting a pretty wide net there, bro. 
Hey, I like this stuff, right? And like, I like racing, so I watch it. And you, you hear yeah. the names, and you see the, you know, you see what they do. So it's, it's, it's all interesting. Yeah. And Moto America yeah. is growing, so. <clears throat> yeah, dude, know. the Ray Halls, right? The Ray Halls coming in with Ben Spees. That's a huge okay. deal, right? Graham's been wanting to do that for a while, and I, I finally pulled the trigger, and I, that's pretty cool. It's to see a, in, a guy from IndyCar like that. Yeah. To do. It's good, and hopefully it brings in more teams. And you know, if we have, imagine ten, fifteen huge superbike teams, how that would. Dude, I keep hearing that this Honda team is gonna come. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but I keep hearing it. You hear a lot. You hear something with Kawasaki. You hear Honda. You hear more BMW. You hear this. Yeah. You hear that. Right. Yeah, the Kawasaki thing's been going around for a while too, but the Honda thing sounded real, like. A, Listen, I don't know. Until you see it, don't believe it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's there's that's a, fair. That's fair. There's only so many riders here. There's only so many mechanics here. There's only you know so much. I hear a lot, but until I so, see, I don't um, believe it. Somebody's asking. Somebody, uh, Stephen Pettinger says, um, "How about bringing some Latin flavor to the track food too?" Hey, maybe. That might not be a bad side business there. I think I might have to stop by your pit if that happens. Hey, we'll see. Right on. Right on. And Alan Rodriguez says he wants to see me road race. I'm like, bro, I'm not nothing special. I'm an old guy, dude. Like, I'm a race Formula 40. Like, whatever. Um, And then, yeah, Canadian. A. Nice. All right. Well, cool. You know what, man? It's been a good chat. We're a little over an hour. And, um, man, dude, I'm excited for you to join the grid this year, man. I'm looking forward to that press release that you got. I know it's exciting. I know what you got going on is really exciting. Yeah. Well, we have a few things up our sleeves. So the next couple of days, I'll see everything. And uh, we, hope, we hope that people like it and yeah. see what, what happens this year. Yeah, perfect, man. So what's your personal goal? What's your what's your personal goal for this year for your writing? Um just to learn a lot more, be able to I want to get a couple of top 10s in the superbike. Um Okay. That's just, fair. Man, it's, yeah, it's if I win great, you know, if I if I finish second great, but realistically, you know, top 10 is what I'm shooting for. Yeah. And mostly is to help my rider that I want him to win. I want him to do as best as he can. I'm just there for support. And if we need to try something or if this needs to happen or that needs to happen, um, that's what I'm there for. Um, and what's your plan to make that top 10 program happen? Uh, well, a lot of testing. We have a lot of huh. that we're going to do and have the best of the best. I think with the team that with the, the, what we teamed up with is going to definitely give us what we want. And, with the rider, we're gonna definitely have, we're we're gonna have a chance. It's just gonna be hard to beat those guys up front. Those guys up front, they got their shit. Good. Well, like you said, right? You gotta have a good crew, and you know you gotta do the business. Are you guys gonna do some preseason testing? Oh yeah, a lot of. You gonna come out here? We're gonna stay down here. Because I tell you what, man, you, you know if you, uh, Richard does these uh, team tests at Button Willow mm-hmm. and. You know, I know that the Westby guys and last year, the this year, the Titlers guys joined them at Buttonwillow mm-hmm. as well. Dude, I'm maybe sure. You guys come, maybe you guys want to come down this way. Maybe. They, <laughs> maybe. Oh, we, I got some tests and stuff that we're going to try to to get a hold of and um, maybe like some huh? official testing with some of the teams too. Yeah. Um, so, like so. offline, you know, I'll put you in touch with Richard. Yeah, you know, maybe. So. Yeah. Right on. We're we're gonna do a lot of testing. We wanna definitely we don't wanna show up and figure out the first weekend. We wanna have everything set up and know what right. we want the first weekend. There you go. So you're gonna test a little bit and it's not just um getting data for the riders and that, but it's like getting the crew on point too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know what, man, maybe the spare shit should go over here. Yeah. Right. It's 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 from we want to have a full Moto America weekend of testing for us from, you know, the first day of how we set things up to make it easy for us to who does what, what happens here, 
what the rider wants, if the rider wants this seat, that seat, this peg, that peg, and get him comfortable on the bike, and then we start to chip at things where, you know, where we need to. If we need more of this, we need more of that. Hey, this works, yeah. this doesn't work. And the electronic stuff? You know, you're doing the BMW thing. I mean, it's like Steve Weir has got to be hanging out in your pit, right? Well, we're talking to Steve, too, but we got somebody from Europe coming to help us out, too. So Okay. Sounds like you guys you guys got quite the program coming, so it's exciting, man. Looking forward to it. So do you have any um do you have any sponsors or anybody that helps you out that you wanna give a shout out to? We're gonna keep that on the wrap for now. All right. Shit. (laughs) Wow, the 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 sponsors too, huh? Well, Motul three hundred V, right? Yeah, Motul's definitely helped us out a lot. (laughs) There's a lot of guys that help us out, Dionysia Rai, um, Obviously, the shop, Dunlop, uh, a lot of guys that we definitely have to have to to think. But uh, we have a lot of things, and we have a lot of things ready to to show everybody. We just can't spill them yet. So Daniela says, "Such a great podcast, great advice from Alex. Looking forward to seeing the top pro at Motor America again." Um, and the Aussie guy says, uh, "Good team, and you'll make any bike and rider win." The team fills in the gaps. No matter how fast you are, you don't know everything. And, um, yeah, so there you go. Advice from the Aussie crew chief guy. So, all right, man. Well, I think let's wrap this thing, yeah? Let's do it. It's a good chat, buddy. Same thing, Dustin. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Right on, dude. See ya. Take care. All right, so that was good, right?